Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL podcast. In this edition, we talk about everything but um, FPL. <laughs> so um, right now, with us today, we have a full house. Um, first off, uh, my co-host, Shola, how's it going? Going well, man. It's going well. How are you? It's nice. It's going well. Um. It's good to see that you finally got uh, technical difficulties fixed. Are you crazy? You talking about <laughs> just just it's good that you got it fixed. You know, just before the podcast, I should have some some stuff he was sharing that just looked like something from the Matrix. But anyways, it looks like we've got it all good now. Thanks, Shola. This guy just bush. <laughs> also here with us is Habi Habi Alpha. Now, how you doing? I'm all right, so good to be back again. Yeah? Wow. Nice, nice. You, did, wait, did you think you were on mute just now? Because you paused for a bit. I, I was muted, yeah. I had to unmute my mic. Oh, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. Because that, it took a while. Like, oh, what's going on? Is this guy not there? But nice one, man. Thanks for coming to. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, nice one. Thanks for coming to. And also, we have um Alex and Fisayo. Alex. OG. How you doing, sir? How are you? How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me again, man. Thanks for coming. I understand you might not stay all all through, but you try and give us as much time as possible, yeah? Yeah, I'll try and give the people what they want. The people want yeah. the show, so I'll try and give them that show before I bounce. I like your energy. Please continue bringing it. Thank you. Always, always. <laughs> and uh, uh, finally, uh, Fisayo returning. Uh, I think we had you here like two or three podcasts ago. Thanks for coming back, Fisaya. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, guys, Fisaya actually brings the British accent that I'm trying to pretend to have. <laughs> 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 so, that's um, nice one. Thanks, thanks for coming, Fisaya. Thanks for coming. And um, I guess today, what we're really going to discuss today is we're going to look through the last eight game, eight game weeks of the Premier League and just talk among ourselves, you know, um, talk a little bit about our best players, you know, the teams that have surprised us the most, you know, which teams have overachieved, which teams have underachieved, you know, and, um, you know, will it turn around for, you know, either set of teams? So that's what we kind of like um, are going to look through. And then hopefully at the end, we'll talk about some of the best moments that we have had in this Premier League season. So, I mean, starting off with that, I guess I could start off with Shola here, you know, um, Talking a little bit about his best players this season, you know, Shola, you can give us like three, or if you like, can give us one, whatever you want to give us. But you know, give us something. Who is your best player this season? Um, so for me, three play, for me, three players have stood out this season. Um, the first would be Salah of Liverpool. Um, I think he's been pretty much the focal point of Liverpool's attack. Everything has been coming through him. He's like the creative force and he's scoring goals as well. So, you know, Salah has been Liverpool's like main man. I mean, he's always been their main man, but this year he's like, he's taking on more responsibility and it's showing in the team. Um, then another person that has also stood out to me is Declan Rice. I think he has really, really 
significantly upgraded Arsenal's midfield. Like he's one of those players that you don't really notice him in the game. But like, you know, when you watch closely, you know that like he's holding down that midfield. Like he he, he covers a lot. Even going forward, he offers a lot going forward. He's a goal threat as well. Believe you might not know this, but he's a goal threat as well. And I think, you know, part of his game that's probably still going to improve is that he's going to add more goals to his game. And um, for me, the final person would be um, from Tottenham, probably Bissouma. I think he has taken a step. He has taken a huge step forward, given how his first career has not really been so, hasn't been good. Maybe it might be previous managers or whatever. But I think he's been like Tottenham's, in my opinion, he's been Tottenham's best player this season. Um, the way he holds that midfield, the way he runs that midfield, like he's like, he's like a he's like a like a battering ram. He just goes, he just, you know, shrugs people off. He's good, he's been good on the ball. You know, he's been, he's really, really impressed me. So those are the three that I'll say Salah, Rice, and Bisuma. <laughs> I mean, so why did you stop at three? You can have as well named from all the 20 teams in the league. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, look at the three that I stopped at. I mean, there's there are plenty of <laughs> players in the league, bro. Yeah, <laughs> um, Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shala was on the road there. Shala was on the road there. And um, Salah, Sobuzlai, and Bissouma. Uh, sorry, no, so Salah, Rice. Rice and Bissouma. <laughs> Actually, the reason why I actually said Sobo's lie was when you said Salah, what actually th- came to my my mind was, has he actually been Liverpool's best player this season? Or has Sobo's lie been better? Do you get? And I don't know if that's actually something that can be can be talked about a little bit more or if it's clearly Salah. I mean, so Alex, I'll kick it to you here. What do you think? Is Salah clearly Liverpool's best player this season? Yeah, it's, it's Salah. Shalai is 100% right. Salah has been our best player. Sobozlai has been our signing of the season in terms of Liverpool and Premier League. And I know we'll get to that. But in terms of Liverpool player, when you look at outputs, it's been Salah. Salah leads the charts for us in terms of XG, chances created, goals, assists. Sobozlai is probably our second best. But yeah, without a doubt, it's been Mo Salah. He's doing more in terms of... Um, feeding the team now. He's, he knows that he's the main man, but he's not competing for goals anymore. He's still probably going to end up being our highest goal scorer, but right now he's just trying to lay for other players. People have been slipping on his playmaking abilities. So I think this season he wants to actually consciously show people that, you know what, I can actually assist. So yeah, overall he's been our best player so far. Hmm. And I know you mentioned his playmaking abilities there. As have these playmaking abilities, have this you know reduced what else he could be he could be doing? The fact that he's doing more playmaking has that affected his goals? No, no, without a shadow of a doubt, it will affect his goals. But I don't think you, I don't think Salah won't score a lot of goals regardless of how many goals he assists. I think two, three seasons ago, Salah was hell bound on just being the highest goal scorer in terms of whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think this season he probably looked at it and said, you know what. Regardless of how many goals I score, I'll Haaland will probably end up still winning the Golden Boot. So let me focus on showing people that I can actually assist as well. So I think come end of the season, you'll probably see Salah with like 
15 assists, 15 goals, something crazy like that, as opposed to 25 goals and five assists. I think he wants to get his assist figures up, and so far he's showing that. Mm, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I can also see a world a world where Salah has just said, "You know what? I'm going to assist. I'm sorry. I'm going to add assists to my scoring game, so thereby I have you know same amount of goals and you know more assists." So. I mean, yeah. definitely. It could definitely have more because, you know, he is Salah and he's on pen. Liverpool could go on a mad run as well, you know. But, yeah, I think you're right there. So, was Salah actually one of three of your, or one of your best players of the season? What was your list like? Yeah, me, me I, had, uh, I had five players. So, sorry, man, Abby. I know uh, you complain about your last three. My five, Salah there, mm-hmm. Neto, Bissouma, Saka, and Destiny. Those are the five players that have impressed me the most this season so far. I know we're only eight games in and things can change, but based on the eight games that I've seen, I really like what I'm seeing from all five players. So I'll repeat it again. Salah, Neto from Wolves, Bissouma from Spurs, Saka from Arsenal. I feel like he's stepped up again. Then Destiny, the left-back. He's he's someone that I was keeping a close eye on. and So far, he's impressed me. I like the way he's young, but he looks like someone who already has like something in his brain. Playing the inverted role is not easy for a young player and he's doing it very well. And so far, he's been very good. This is my five. All right. All right. Fair enough. And um, I've had Bisuma twice now, Fisayo, and I don't understand it. What's going on? Who is this Spurs yeah. guy? Like, I thought Spurs' best player was Madison. I like, that was because of his goals. But I've heard Bisuma now and I'm like, what is so, this Bisuma about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't get it. Like, I, I agree with you, Shaka, like, but I see where they're coming from. Like, Basuma's had a like a good season. I wouldn't say he's been Spurs' best player. I think what people are thinking of is the Basuma that was there last season. We didn't get a look in. Conte didn't really play him. Uh, the few times we saw him, he didn't really like do that much. And we were like, "Is this the guy that was a Brighton?" And then this season, he stepped up. We're like, "Okay, this is the Basuma we we remember from Brighton." So I think because of how he was last season to what he's doing this season. That's why people are, like, putting him up there. But for me, I still think Madison has been their best player this season. Everything goes through him. And yeah. we talked about at the uh, when I was last on, if you take Madison out of that team, there's a huge lack of creativity. Like, I feel they, they will struggle. Whereas if you take out Bissouma, you can still like put in Hoiberg there. Like he won't play to the standard of Bissouma, but like the drop off won't be as much as if you like remove Madison and what put Skip or Lacelso like it, there. So Madison for me is uh, Spurs' best player so far this season. Mm. All right, fair enough. I mean, listening to that and listening to what you're saying, I I, I agree actually because Madison is actually on my you know list of players as well as one of the best players this season, if not the best. You know that top three definitely without a doubt. And I guess I understand you know you know the way you've talked about Bissouma, the you know how far he had to step up to look this season as well plays a factor in when you decide you know why you would think he's one of the best players this season. So I take it I can. I can definitely understand that a little bit. And then, you know, staying a little bit more with with list here. So you can tell me a little bit more about your list. You know, does yeah. your list include Rodri? Because I've heard Bissouma twice now, but I haven't heard Rodri. What's so, going so that, on? Yes. <laughs> so that's, a, this is, that's exactly the thing. Because you, you just come to expect it from Rodri. Hmm. When, like, Rodri is so good, 
that he's set the standard that people just expect it. So he doesn't get the props he deserves. Whereas when like someone like a Basuma does it, it's like, oh, wow. It's like a new thing. So we, like Rodri, I think is outstanding. Even I didn't put him on my list because I just expect it from him. Hmm. The people yeah, who I had on my list, I put Jared Bowen, yeah. number three. I think he's been fantastic for West Ham. West Ham have had an amazing start to the season. He scored like five goals, has one assist. Uh, last season he struggled a bit. It wasn't like I know the whole of West Ham struggled, but this season is like since that goal he scored in the final of the Europa Conference, he's just gone on this season and he's like doing it. Second on my list was Madison. I've spoken about him already, and number one for me is Mo Salah. He's just wow. unreal. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Like he's developed this game, so, like, and that's why I like seeing about players when they get older like mm-hmm. adapting and evolving he's added like another layer to his game it's right before, before he was goal hungry just goals 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 and i think the system has all made it that way because Firmino would uh-huh. always drop and allow he and manny to be like pretty much the strikers so he was scoring goals but now with it's a different system nunez plays up front he doesn't drop in like Firmino. so salah's had to evolve his game and that's why you see him getting more assists. I don't think it was like a thing where it was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to outscore Haaland. It's just maturity. He's maturing. He's like, okay, I need to do more. I need to add, like, not just goals. I need to add assists to my game. And I love, like, I, I love that he's doing that now. So for me, like, five goals, four assists. He's been the player of the season so far for me. Mm. And, they called, and they called him one season wonder. Oh my god, nobody called him that, Alex. Jeez. <laughs> why are you bringing that beef here? None of us called him that. So, why are you bringing it here? I did the I never <laughs> said such. So, I want then Shola. Um, Shola is actually someone that really loves Rodri. But before I come back to Shola and Rodri, real quick, um, Habi, who makes your yeah. list? Does Rodri finally make someone's list today? I'm looking for someone no. to take Rodri. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to mention names that have been mentioned before, and mm-hmm. then there's, there's also the fact that Rodri has missed two games, so yeah. I don't think I'll put him there. So okay. on my list will be Alvarez and Saliba. Oof! Finally, somebody picks the boy Saliba. Please go on, tell us I why mean, you pick Saliba. <laughs> at this point, it's not a stretch to call Saliba top three best CBs in the league. I mean, everything he does is just, it's just wowing. Like yeah. the defending, the ball playing, everything, everything. I mean, the city performance was pretty much it. This guy made Haaland look like a kid, mm. and even minus that, like everything, he's just a Rolls Royce of a centre back. I mean, I just have nothing but praise for Saliba, and it has really shown that with Alvarez. I mean, with the absence of KDB, funny how everyone, or let me not say everyone, most people thought it'd be like Foden, and will take on the mantle. But surprise, surprise, he's a bloody striker that is doing, that is yeah. doing all of that. And yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see that coming, but I thought Pep was mad when he was playing Alvarez and he has held his own like more than more than enough. I mean, probably the game against Alpha, maybe the last before that, he couldn't really do much. But I mean, so far, the first like six, let's say six and a half games, he really showed what he was all about and he has given Pep a proper headache. I mean, yeah, so it's those two for me pretty much this season. All right, fair enough. Thank you for that. And um, 
Speaking a little bit about Alvarez here, and you know, you can keep you can stay on here on this guy. Is he one is he one of the best surprises that we've had this season? Because his performances before the season started, you could say we didn't think he would be this good, did we? I mean, yeah, you could see he was a quality player. I mean, when he was given the chance, maybe off the bench or the few starts here and there, he showed what he was about. But this was like a major role in the team and his delivering. And let's say he's playing out of position a bit and it's still not, he hasn't missed a bit. So, I mean, it's really, really fantastic for him so far. All right. Man. Go on, Fisayo. Yeah, I was just going to add, like, I wouldn't say, like, how, like, the surprise for me is how he's doing in the number 10 role. Because we all knew he was a quality striker. Last season when Haaland was injured or rested and he came in, you could see, like, this guy, he would score goals. Uh, he had like an incredible number of goals to starts ratio. We saw him at the World Cup. Like I, I don't think he started the first game, and then after that he came in. I think he scored like four goals at the World Cup. So we knew he was a good striker. It's just how he's played in the number ten role. Like I didn't see him being that good in that role. So that would be the surprise for me. All right, fair enough. And uh, speaking of surprises and number tens, um, Rashford for United for sale. You can still on here. His form this season is that bad or is that good? His form, his form hasn't been good. No, sorry, is that a bad? Is that a, sorry? Is that a surprise? How bad his oh, form? And sorry, I don't know why I said that. Sorry about that. Well, <laughs> Go on, please. The, the thing is with with Rashford, all and he's a goal scorer. That's what Rashford is. So if the team isn't doing well and you stop him from scoring, like, even when he was scoring, all he did was score. You wouldn't see, like, other parts to his game. I remember always asking people, like, what else is Rashford good at? So, like, when I see, like, the team, uh, man, you struggling, I'm not too surprised to see Rashford struggle as well. Like, he's just, he's, like, an amazing goal scorer. That's what he does. He scores goals. But apart from that, like, there are other elements to his game that are lacking, I think. Mm. Uh, shall I go on? Yeah, um, I completely agree with Fisayo there. I, I wouldn't say it's a surprise because Rashford's form coincides with if the team is doing well. Hmm. Like, um, it's the same thing I said last season. Pers- for me personally, I wouldn't put him in my top five best players of the season, despite the fact he was our top scorer, because he's one of those players that can. He's doing absolutely nothing in the game. Like he's doing, you're, like you're, you want, you're ripping your hair out. And then he scores. He gets. Like that's the kind of player Rashford is like. You, like he's so, he's such a, he's such a frustrating player. But then he has the quality to score out of nothing. He gets. So that's why, like, a player like Rashford, like now that his form is down, and United are not doing well. I'm not surprised. Mm, all right. Thank you for that. And um, staying on United a little bit here. Onana, bad surprise or good? Sorry. Is he a surprise <laughs> how bad he's doing? He's looking. That has been shocking. That's not even the surprise. That is shocking. Like, bro. Did you know he couldn't save shocking. a ball? Bro, that... Yeah. Man, I, I don't have anything to say, man. Like, wow. Uh, I, I I did not some of the goals we've considered I would save them uh, go off Zaya. 
I I won't lie, it's been a surprise for me. Like, yeah, like when I didn't when I watched them at Ajax and I, in Inter Milan last season they, on their run to the Champions League final, he kept like eight clean sheets in like twelve games or something like that. Like we know, like on the on the ball, like he's good with his feet and all that. But I didn't think like saves were that bad. And I was reading like somewhere an article saying where like the Man United goalkeeping coach is working with him about like um his foot placement so he's more like balanced when because apparently people are like when 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 he messes up the balls are like really close to him so he, he is he's like slow to get down to a shot and things that are close to him that you think he should stop he's oh that's what like that's what ends up going in I just didn't I, I didn't see all that I thought it was like a I didn't think amazing shot stopper but I thought it was good like solid but like right. all these like chances that are going in like I'm j- that that surprises me yeah so yeah so basically keeper that can't keep only united oh my god <laughs> <laughs> only united and uh, speaking of keepers there's one that can't actually keep and it's actually doing really well in the premier league and happy i wanted to talk to you a little bit about this one this is robert sanchez lately he has been one of the best players that chelsea have actually signed this season and you guys didn't get him for that much was it not like 25 million yeah they're about yeah, 25 million yeah, were you surprised by how good he has done so far? No, not at all. I mean, we saw him in Brighton, so this isn't surprising. I mean, it's just that he cut out a lot of the errors he made at Brighton. Maybe it's a small sample space. Well, I think he's only put the foot wrong. I mean, that resulted in the goal of that um, Villa game. He could have done better for the Watson goal. Apart from that, yeah, proper standout keeper. Ah, fair enough. Okay, so fair to end this segment, I guess we can talk about yours. What has been your, let's say, bad, good surprise this season? Please say Sterling, yeah. Fuck no, which Sterling? That's a bad surprise that you leave my team. Sorry, you don't like Sterling, do you? No. Okay, what what is your beef with Sterling? Because Sterling Sterling is Have you been your best player? Exactly. There you go. Sterling has not been my best player. God forbid. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel people, let me not say watch, but people watch the stat sheet. Sterling will score, Sterling will assist, but Ryan Sterling is a brain dead footballer. He's like, what Rashford is going to be? Because you score, you assist, but for a player of that experience, you can't keep making bad decisions after bad decisions after bad... Bro, Sterling thinks he's shadow camps. He thinks he can run through people. I do not fucking get it. Sterling sees three defenders. He tries to enter their middle life. In what life does that work? And he's probably the highest paid, one of the most senior players, and he can't even string two very good performances together. I mean, I was against the signing, and he's not proved me wrong so far. And anything about Sterling being Chelsea's best player is fucking rubbish. Sorry to everyone that holds up in here. Uh, Yo, I am the scorer. Oh, wow. Alex, go on. Do you actually think Sterling has been that good, Alex? Do you actually think Sterling No, I don't, I don't think he has been great, but the way he's been slandered, I think that's wrong because without Sterling in that thing, Chelsea probably fighting relegation. Facts. We can, we can mm. laugh about the fact that Oh, he Please. scores goals, but he, does, but he does nothing else. But let's be honest, goals win matches. So if he's scoring goals for you, then he's doing something right. If oh, if it was that easy, if it was if it was that easy, Modric <laughs> could be doing it. For God's sake! Oh if, it, if it was that if it was that easy, Palmer would be doing it. 
If it was that easy, Matt would be doing enough. it. Martin no, I think, I think, I think, I think Chelsea fans are a, a, a little bit too, too much when it comes to this whole um, Sterling slander. Like I said, he's not great, and similar to Rashford, decent players going forward, but they both got obviously football IQs of like a like a dead goldfish. So yes, IQ wise, they're not they're not there. But if you give, right. if you put them in a system that works, Sterling can be an asset for your team. And so far this season, I'm not mistaken, he scored at least four Premiership goals for Chelsea, a couple of assists. So he's he's a player that yes, he's not Mo Salah, but he's still a useful player. And I think Chelsea Chelsea fans need to be a little need to be careful because if Sterling drops out of form or he gets out of the team through injury or anything, who comes in? Whoever comes in is not as good. Let's be honest. So I think with Sterling. Well, I mean, Let me give Abi a chance to come back. Position okay. without Sterling, like the toughest thing we beat was without Sterling. So I don't get it. You people are probably looking at Sterling from your team, like the way your team is built. Maybe if you had a Sterling, he would be. Bro, my team is struggling, and Sterling is someone we should be looking up to for those people. It is not there. You're saying goals and assists. It was two goals, one assist against fucking Luton Town. If he doesn't do it against Luton, who is he doing it against? That Burnley, okay, yes, very good performance. Probably the best performance in Chelsea's head. He was involved in all the goals. Well, Fulham, we beat Fulham 2-0 at the Mudrick side. He scored. That's the toughest opposition we beat. And he was without Raheem Sterling. So, this importance we are attaching to him, I'm sorry, it is not there. It's just isn't. Hmm. I guess... <laughs> I guess Chelsea fans, Chelsea fans probably watched the game different. Because to be honest, I don't think Sterling is your worst player. And speaking of your team, do you think Chelsea have about um underachieved this season? I mean, the position of ninth. I mean, in game week eight, I know that there's still like a long way to go. But right now, how are you feeling about the work that has been done? I mean, we're eleventh. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were ninth. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I saw you in the top <laughs> table, but I need to get better glasses. At least if... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, go yeah. up, please. Go up, please. Yeah, I mean, with all the new signings and everything, we're not expected to hit the ground running immediately. But I still feel we've underachieved a bit because some results honestly should have been better. Like losing to Villa, losing to Suarez, to draw against Bournemouth, and I think there's one other game we had with funny, a funny outcome. Even the Liverpool game, we could have won that one too, but I don't think we had that before Alex Thompson. <laughs> Alex, I would like you to go for him because he actually set set up the base. I can't, I, I can't let you reject it. Please go ahead, Alex. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood today, man. So, I'll, no, but do you think I'll... Chelsea have underachieved or overachieved this season? Of course, of, yeah, of course they've they've underachieved. Apologies if they've underachieved. I think everyone can see that. And just correct you, Chelsea are not ninth; they're eleventh. They're behind yeah. Crystal Palace in the Premier League. That Thanks. that should tell you everything that um, we all need to know. Chelsea are grossly underachieved. And um, Shola, just real quick, Shola, before we move, before we move on, um, what position are Chelsea right now? Because it's like Abi and Alex didn't tell me. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, I was joking, but it's, it's good <laughs> that I don't know because this is fast. Um, about Shola here. Um. What has been your over um, your biggest overachiever this year? Because obviously your 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 biggest underachiever is United. Without a doubt. Yeah, go on. My biggest overachiever is Tottenham, in my opinion. I I'm not I, I don't know. I, I I expect them 
I don't expect Tottenham to keep it up. I just don't. I don't think they have the depth to keep it up. Yes, they're not playing in Europe. But like I like Josiah mentioned earlier, if you take Madison out, you they have serious problems. Like Tottenham are one major injury away from having serious problems. See the thing about like with Bisuma, right? Like Josiah did make a good point. You can bring in other players that are similar to him because that can, you know, keep the midfield, keep it going, keep it tidy. But there's nobody in that Tottenham team that's as great that brings that cutting edge in the final third like Madison. So Madison, he doesn't even have to get injured. If he just drops in form, they're in trouble. Which enough. So you don't you don't Madison, see them keeping this up for the whole season? No, I don't because Madison also has a history of dropping off. He, he I like Madison, but my problem with Madison is that. He goes on streaks. He's a streaky player. So he'll go on this run of like maybe six, seven, eight games where he's absolutely balling. Then he can go for like the next 10 games where he's just absolutely nonsense. He's injury yeah. prone as well. Yeah. And he's could injury be prone. Injury prone. Man, I hate the fact that I have to like Madison. So, you know, it's annoying to me. Uh, Fisaya, let me kick this question to you right now. Um, who is your... Biggest um, underachiever this season. Uh, yeah, for me it's Manu. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. Chelsea spent a lot of money, but I didn't expect much from them this season. United, I expected more because of how Tenag did last season. They finished third, won a won um the Carabao Cup, went to the FA Cup final. Um, they spent money in the summer. Although, like, yeah, they were messing about, like, before they got the players they wanted. But, like, Tenag, uh, another preseason in the bag. I just expected them to go go another level. But, yeah, they, the way they started the season, yeah, they've underachieved so far for me. Okay, fair enough. And um, I know we already spoke about United a little bit when we spoke about Nana. Um and you've already talked about, you know, how you feel about Rashford. So I don't want to make you talk about United anymore. They're kind of crap anyway. So, and you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to dull there. We don't want them to be dulling our mood a bit. You know, but anyways, um, speaking uh, about players that maybe might have overachieved, Darwin at Liverpool. And then you can give us your list of biggest overachiever. But Darwin at Liverpool, how much has he impressed this season? Yeah. Who's that, like, that for me? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Look at you. You had Liverpool and you <laughs> 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 Don't worry, he'll come to you. He'll come to you. Um, yeah, I I like Darwin. He's impressed me this. Like I said to Alex and I spoke before the season started, and we were saying how when he was at Benfica as well, his first season, like the same thing kind of happened. It took him a while to get used to the league, get comfortable. So when he came to England, like you could see flashes, like and what they say about a striker, like if a striker's missing chances, like just look at him. If he keeps on gaining into positions to miss, then it'll be okay. So like when he kept on missing, but at least he was still gaining his runs are fantastic. He makes amazing runs. And I just thought like after a year in the league understanding the language more, understanding the culture better, understanding the style of play, getting used to his teammates, I thought like he would 
yeah, it would improve. So yeah, for me, like I think he's been he's been doing, and I I expect him to get better as the season goes along. Alright, and now uh, who's your biggest overachiever? Yeah, I agree with uh, I agree with Shalas Spurs for me, but he's spoken about them. There's another team that over that is overachieving for me, and that's Wolves. Nice. All right. But they're still in the bottom half, aren't they? Exactly. But no, everyone had them, everyone had them like fighting relegation. The way they were selling all their players, the way um Lapetegi ended up leaving because they weren't going to invest in, in the team. And he just he, he didn't want to fight relegation again. He they managed to keep them up last season. He didn't want to go through that. They ended up signing Gary O'Neill and you, we saw what he did with Bournemouth last season. He kept them up, played fantastic football. I was surprised Bournemouth let him go. And what he's doing with this Wolves team, like in a short space of time, they're only three points behind Chelsea. They've played yeah, but Chelsea many- are like shit. So like, right. don't really with all, the mon- with all the money, Chelsea, <laughs> with all the money Chelsea has spent. Yeah, Wolves haven't spent anything, and they were losing players. Look, like they've been unlucky as well. Yeah, the fair game against Manu. They were very mm-hmm. unlucky in that game. Okay. They, like against Liverpool, it was one all until like the 80 something minute when Jose Saab did something stupid. They crossed the ball and he picked it up. Anyone mm-hmm. else, you hold on to that ball and try and waste time. He tried to start a quick counter, kick the ball away, and then Liverpool go up. Robertson scores 2 1. So just like little things like that. But then they go, they beat Man City. And then in the last game, they drew with Aston Villa. I, I think like Gary O'Neill is a really good manager. So for me, like, yeah, based on what went through in preseason and uh, how they lost all those players and what he's been able to do, I think they've overachieved. Yeah, and with the form of the promoted teams, which is actually in the toilet, all of them just look shite. I mean, looking at all of them, um, it's very possible that Wolves actually survive. And to be honest, after Lopetegui, I didn't think they would survive. And um, Alex here, real quick, just to just let you round us off. Would you think are your biggest overachievers or underachievers and underachievers this season? Okay. Um, I won't spend much time on the underachievers because Kasai has already uh, pretty much explained. It's Man United. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will say Chelsea, but uh, Man United for me, for similar reasons that Kasai has said. We expected a lot from them this season. And things can still change. So no doubt. But eight games in, I think they've lost like four premiership games already. That's half of their fixtures yep. gone already. And they've not and they've not faced teams that you'd say, Oh wow, you should have definitely lost those games, if you know what I mean. Like, yes, they lost to Arsenal. But apart from that, the rest of the games and teams that they've lost to are teams that they shouldn't be losing to. And the games that they've actually yeah. won, they've not been convincing. For example, yep. the Wolf game. So when you look yeah, at my yep. United, I think I think there's a lot. There's a lot going on in that, that club at the moment and it's very difficult to see how they come out of it and how they did last season because they stayed bad last season and they turned it around. So let's see if he does that again. But after eight games, they're my underachievers. My overachievers is the, the funny one, West Ham for me. Um, mm. I think they've, they've had a tremendous season so far. I think towards the back end of last season, obviously they won they won a uh, European trophy. But over the summer, there's there a lot of noise that Moise wasn't happy I don't think he was getting the targets that he wanted. They sold their best player in Declan Rice. But I think they bought very well. They bought key players in key positions and they all seem to have settled. And now playing West Ham, you know you're in it for a tough game. Yeah. Come away. They are playing well. 
they are. They are sticking. They, they are there in the right now. I'm not sure where they are. I think seventh or eighth, but they're up there, and they're giving everyone that they play tough game. Yeah, they are seventh, fourteen points. So they're only six points off the top of the table, and I think they must have done a tremendous job. So for me, they are overachieving because I didn't see this. Nice. Thank you for that, Alex. And um, and you're right. Um, West Ham are actually doing all right, seventh in the table, and um. Habi, I guess I wanted to talk to you about this, you know, since nobody mentioned them, but Aston Villa, they're actually two points, you know, further up than um, West Ham are. You know, is, are they surprised this season? Are they overachieving or is this what we expect from Villa now? Oh, definitely overachieving. I mean, fifth is a madness and that's just like two points up City. So, I mean, maybe if I thought Villa do really well, I'd probably have had them like seventh, eighth. I mean, fifth is a pretty big step up from that, so definitely overachieving, definitely. Do you see them crashing the top four challenge party? Oh no, I do not think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so t- speaking of top four challenge, who are your four challengers for the top four? I mean, now do you say top four or chapter of the spot? Because you know that fifth spot too good. And no, okay. Way. Right now, if you they ask you he who finishes the top four, yeah, I swear that's what it's okay. Wait, sorry, no, I, my question is actually weird. It's a very valid, it's a valid, it's a valid yeah. point because I asked for challengers, I didn't ask for the guys that will definitely finish there. So, you know, there are always two guys that will finish there, definitely. Then the remaining, everybody will share it. So, that I guess that's what you're asking. Is that what you're asking, Abby? Um, no, not really, but I mean, I can answer either way. I, we all know the two teams that will definitely finish there. I mean, City, Arsenal, one and two. Who takes one? Who takes two? That I don't know. I mean, I think Arsenal has like. No, it's Arsenal, City, and one and two. Not City, won't Arsenal. You, won't you let me finish what I'm saying? This <laughs> Arsenal fans. Ah. <laughs> I said, this is probably Arsenal's best chance at winning the league. In <laughs> that was last year, bro. That was last year. That was last year, ah, yeah. You guys look stronger. <laughs> you guys are stronger this season. This guy, yeah. if, if if this is our best year of winning it, the next year will be our better will be a better year because the players are only going to get older and better. And we still have and this. There's, about there's no guarantee that happens. <laughs> there's, there's no guarantee. <laughs> so don't worry about us. Don't worry about us. Don't worry about us. But go ahead. Why your let's okay, let's say this. Who would finish in your top four? So I have Arsenal and City one and two. Three. I mean it's I feel it's going to be Liverpool. Then fourth. Fourth. Ugh. But how far back do you think I, Liverpool will be? No, I think Liverpool finished third. I think Liverpool finished third. No, but like how far back from, you know, City or Arsenal? Is it like a long back? Sorry? Let me just say like eight to ten points, I think. Mm, that's nice. Shola, did you have something to say real quick before I jump to Alex? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, You want to add United? Well, I, I won't no, I won't honestly I won't really say Villa are surprised are surprised because I think prior to the season people expected them to be to make a proper top four challenge, which they're doing right now, at least as of now. So I won't really call Villa a surprise because it's it was kind of expected. Um and if I were to like say like who I think will finish in the top four. Well, yeah, the top three I have Liverpool, City, Arsenal. Now, fourth is between Villa, Newcastle, United, Spurs. Those are the four teams that I think are going to are going to one of the. Wait, wait, hold four up. Teams Sorry, can you say four. it again? Because it felt like you were going in and out. 
I said the four teams, one of these four teams, I think, will finish fourth. Either Spurs, Villa, Newcastle, or United. Those are one of those. No Brighton. I don't think Brighton will finish fourth. No, I, I I'm sorry. Maybe. Okay, wait. So, like, we didn't ask you to sit on the first. Okay, if you want to answer the question, answer the question. Don't sit on the first. Who are your? Who is your top four as of today? Okay, as of today, I'll probably say Villa. No, as your full top four. Say your full top four again. Sorry, I've told you my top three. Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Villa. <laughs> You're not even saying it well, but okay, no problem. Um, who do you think will win it? He thinks Liverpool will win the league. Oh, for real? Ah, I thought yeah. you just made a mistake. I didn't know you did have sense. But it's okay. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for a while. I've saying it for a while, yeah. Alex, what do you think about that? I'm, I'm on Shola's wave, man. I'll tell you my top four straight. Liverpool first, yeah. Arsenal second, Man City third. And Fox Spurs. I think Newcastle, I think Newcastle and Villa will, will be there or thereabouts. But I think Spurs will get fourth. So I'll say it again: Liverpool first, Arsenal second, City third, and Spurs fourth. Mm. So can you? I you? Do you think that's that, that's that's a good representation so far? But so, I'm gonna stick with my initial prediction. Like beginning of the season, I said. And yeah, I said Arsenal, City, Liverpool, United would be my top four. I'm gonna stick. I'm not gonna change. I'm gonna believe that United would turn it around once they get yeah. their injured players back. I think, yeah, they just yeah, because I think Newcastle would, especially if they get out of the group or if they fall into Europa, that might be tasking Villa. I see Villa like finishing top six. I think top four is too early for them. Brighton, same. Brighton, yeah, I don't see them finishing top four. West Ham won't finish top four. I think Chelsea will be like top eight, top ten. All right, fair enough. And like, you are one of those guys that when they ask you a question in exam hall, you feel it. I said, what's your top four? Yeah, I didn't give you me Brighton, <laughs> Challenger. This was it. <laughs> I gave you but my top four. That. That I, I gave you my top four and then I explained why I think the other teams wouldn't make top four. Yeah, that's fine. I know you found a way to whistle it in. That is okay. I get what you did. <laughs> you found a way to whistle And I get what you did, but it's okay. I like that. I like that. Um, And I like that you're sticking to your, 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 your predictions. At this point in time, um, I think Habib already gave us his own as well. And Habib didn't even mention Chelsea. And I know he didn't even let me finish. I oh, sorry, you did it. Go on, please. Go on, go on, go on. Okay, fourth. Chelsea was fourth. That's it. Chelsea was fourth. Was that the was that what you did? <laughs> Chelsea or Spurs for fourth. I don't understand. You he's like your bike. You said Chelsea, right? Yes, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I get the all sports part. It's just the Chelsea part that I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shola, right now, Chelsea finishing top four. Do you still have them as a challenger? I still do, funny enough, because I think they'll get better over the course of the season. I actually mm. think they'll end up sixth. Wow. Maybe I, I, I mean, Poch five. looks like Poch looks. I think Pochettino looks like he has sense a little bit. And right. he has the play good Chelsea, I think Chelsea finishes sixth, like seven points or like or like five to seven points off four. But can they do that even without a good striker? 
Well, not let's not say a good striker because I know I actually think Jackson is all right, and I think he's just you know finding his time adapting. But do you think Chelsea can achieve all of that with the kind of striker that they have right now, Roger and Jackson? I mean, um, like I said last, I think on the last pod that we did, I think a lot of Chelsea's form is really, really reliant on Raheem Sterling's form. Um, because Raheem Sterling, like similar to Rashford, he's a goal scorer. So even if Jackson is not getting, I still even if Jackson is not getting those goals you expected, I think Sterling will get those goals. We've seen Sterling. Obviously, he was the better Man City side, but Sterling is capable of giving you twenty in the in the season. So in this Chelsea team, I can see Sterling giving you fifteen to eighteen. I mean, he already has like four already, right? If I'm correct. Yeah, 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 it does. I mean, and the way I, I don't think they, they dropped that. Well, at the start of the season, I said they might be there or thereabouts, but I don't think there's, there's like a serious chase in them, you know. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. And, you know, I think you mentioned, we've already talked about Rashford. I don't want to talk about Rashford anymore. One um thing that Fisayo said, you know, he has Arsenal as first, you know, and he's sticking to it. I mean, if you say the performances of Rice this season, does that make you more confident in your in your prediction that Arsenal finish first? Yeah. Like, I think he's a fantastic player. I thought he was really good at West Ham. But then when you watch him, like, yeah, you see him up close, you watch more of him, and you, you then you then notice how amazing he is. Like Shalai touched on earlier, like, He's actually a goal threat as well. And he said himself that he needs to add more of that to his game. And I've I've seen like we're like we're bigger. Like we have more like physical presence. Like we can match other big teams. Like before it was just like small technical players. But now if you look at it, you've got Saliba, Gabriel, you have Ben White playing as a right back. He's big as well. You can go with two uh two sixes. If you want to play double pivot, you can play Thomas Partey and Declan Rice. If you want to go, uh, if you want to play like long balls and beat the press, you can play Kai Havertz up top. So like if you want to go presence, we can go, we can go that way and match you. If you want to play football, we can do that as well. So I just think we have more tools. And last season, I think the disappointment of losing uh the way we did, I think the players would have learned from that. And yeah, they'll realize like last last season we started we started the the first few months on fire. We were just winning, winning. I think I know we lost to United, but after that we just kept on winning and winning, winning. And then by the time we got to the back end, we just I don't know if it was burnout or what we got like a couple of injuries and then we just couldn't handle the pressure. Hopefully yeah. they'll learn from that. And yeah. the characters that they've added, I think, would help with that as well. Uh, fair enough. And um, speaking of 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 CMDMs, Alex, um, Liverpool this season bought Endo towards the end of the um, transfer window, I believe. I think I remember that. Yeah. And he hasn't seen a lot of game time. I mean, right now I've seen Curtis Jones Jones play a lot more, you know. And McAllister has been playing that deep line playmaker role, you know. I know you have some concerns about that. Do you think those will really affect any Liverpool title challenge? Yeah, sadly it will. Obviously, I know a few seconds ago I said I think Liverpool finish first, but the caveat is that club fixes that DM issue. If not, we won't. And that's now take the title. 
Um, and you've pretty much said it. Endo, we brought him in. I don't think we brought him in to be the new Mascherano or anything. We just brought him in to be a steady squad player for us. But most Liverpool fans expected to see more of him. And sadly, we haven't. When he goes to play for Japan, he starts for them. And I've been following for some weird reason. I've been following Japan scores and the games. They've, been, they've won, I think, five in a row. And he's played starring roles in those victories. So it's a little bit confusing as to why he can't see game time for us. Um, yes, I mean, he could just be adapting now. Maybe he's taking a little bit more time to adapt. I'm, we're, we're hoping that's what it is. We're hoping that's what it is because we don't, if not, there's no reason why he's a DM. Yes, he might not be a good enough player in terms of that particular position, but having him there as a DM, I think, will improve us two ways. You have a DM and you'll be able to free up McAllister to go into the 8-10 position, which is what he'd love. Because at the moment, when you watch McAllister, he's not enjoying his football because we're making him chase everything and that's not what he wants to do. So, yes, we're like hopeful. I have a question for you. Yes. Why isn't Klopp playing Lavia? <laughs> because he's he's in, he's in a Chelsea um, sick room. When when it comes out when it comes out of the Chelsea sick room, we might, we might start playing it. <laughs> oh my god! I actually forgot you guys haven't been on one together anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, I've been sitting on that one for like two months. <laughs> Yeah, but sadly, sadly, Lavia can't even get into the team for Chelsea. But what is I mean, going on there? I mean, Habib, Lavia, what is like, what exactly <laughs> is going on there? Is he injured? When is he back? Oh, yeah, he's injured. For how long? He's not training. We didn't get the time. I mean, it was rumored to be that was six weeks or so. I mean, there's no rush. There's no rush to have him back. I know. And speaking of, you know, guys that have, you know, um, of midfielders in his, in his position, Mounts seems to have, you know, Played that position in such a way that I said Mount. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Skipper. Um, Galga. Galga, sorry. I don't know why I said Skipper. I think it was because you guys gave me your captain stuff. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? But really, um, Galga, he has the trust of Porsche and he's doing at least, let's just say he's doing better for Chelsea right now. How do you feel about him? And, you know, how far can his collection with Porsche take you guys this season? Oh no, Gaia is just a placeholder. He's a squad player doing what he's supposed to do. When everybody's back, he'll go to his right hook position on the bench. It's never, there's nothing to think about there. Right, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, the way it's looking. So basically, what about Chelsea's, uh, you know, league this season? Do you What do you expect you guys to finish at? Do you expect to finish in the top six at least? Yeah, surely. I mean, like you even say, if we watch us this season, I don't think we've had a bad game performance-wise. We just can't convert for shit. I think we've yeah. created what... I think before the last game, we have created, I think, the second most big chances in the league. Missed everything. And Jackson has missed, like, seven big chances on his own. So it's just our finishing that's really letting us down. I mean, games are not won on XG, but so far, we've... We won all our games on XG, but it's not just translating to the actual results. So that's mm. something we need to fix up on. But performance-wise, now nah, I don't really have much to say against it. Mm. I mean, you can always you can always make a league table of XG. So that's the way you see whether you guys uh, won the league. Would that work for you? Nah. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of teams with 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 my with good XGs and bad finishers. 
United, Shola, your bad uh, finishing this season. It, it continues to let you guys down. Um, how badly would this cost you? Do you think your guys like you know Rashford and obviously your main signing, Mr. Mount? Do you think those guys will recover in the long? Sorry, Mr. Mount and Hoyland, by the by the way. Do you think those guys, you know, will change your hopes this season? Um. Well, that's the hope. I mean, with Mounts, I'm not expecting many goals, to be honest. I think um, since he's come back from injury, he's actually played well. Um, it's, The goal scoring is, again, it's it goes back to what we're saying with Rashford. And Rashford needs to be scoring. Because when Rashford is not scoring, he's well, it coincides with the team not playing well. So, and I think... Rashford and Hoyland need to develop some sort of understanding. And um, so, I mean, those, I, I I still think the goals should, would come mostly from Hoyland and Rashford. It's just a matter of time. And because, I mean, at least now, like, you see Rashford pass more to Hoyland. You know, uh, you know, Hoyland is already off the mark in the Champions League. I think he has, like, what, three or four goals already. So it's just for him to get that his first Premier League goal, you know, since mm. kickstarters. Because he's, you know, he's up, he's getting in those positions. Unfortunately, he's had what two goals ruled out now. In the uh, wait, hold on. Can I ask you one question? So ETH right now, if ETH does not get one top four this season, what should happen? I'm still I'm sticking with him. I don't believe it should go. Okay. If he doesn't get top six. Well, regard I, I, I think, you know, especially now that you're looking with the whole ownership situation, I personally think he needs a he needs a sporting director or a director of football, and there's a lot of talk that Paul Mitchell is going to come on if Sir if Sir James bid is is successful. So that's a I lot think... of so that's a, but that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, what's the one is is a lot of long term solutions. So are you saying that right. for the next few years we should expect ETH to be shite? That's not what I'm saying. All right, so what, what are I'm you saying? saying because, yeah, go on. I'm saying that if we want it, if we have a plan, we should stick to it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and um, I guess we could I, I I think we've asked everybody what they thought here. And right now I want to move on to the uh moments of this season, you know, the, the best times that we've had this season. Um, I will start off with United at the Emirates. I think that game had everything in it. Um, Anunana fuck up, Declan Rice coins, Ekilebe stunner. Mad, mad. <laughs> he entered, he fully entered. The fact that Ganacho thought he won it. I mean, Fisayo, I'm not a dickhead, but by God, I felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I watched that game at Alex's house. Yeah. Bro, when that goal went in, there were so many ups there. Some Chelsea fans celebrating, jumping. Wow. Wow. When, did they, wait, when, did they drop when Astar scored? I had to check something. Bro, Alex was the only neutral one because he, he didn't like both. It wasn't like Man U doesn't like Arsenal. But one Chelsea fan there, you know him, Manny. He yeah. was oh. he was supporting United. He was riding hard. He was, <laughs> he was so happy it. when Nacho scored, and then VAR came out. Oof. 
out the line, Gabriel Magaiz pulled out that smooth criminal lean. Pulled got Ganache offside, and then yeah, Rice and Jesus did the did the business. Oh my god, and uh, the look on I mean Ganache, his celebration, the way it looks like such a little prick. The fact that I get that, I swear, I swear, the fact that I paid him, it was so, it was so delightful. Like I just thought of Catman's tears, you know, um, that gift of Catman drinking up that little boy's tears. I'm like, oh, give me more, just give and me then, more of it. <laughs> and then, and then after that, Ten Hag bitching like a little. Ah, uh, so like, what? What? I'm uh, sorry, Shola, what's up with Ten Hag? Why must he always bitch? He's a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much it, man. He's a, he's, he doesn't have, he doesn't take losing well. Yeah, you know what, Shopify, right now, Shola said that it is by the sticky ball. That's a good thing, right? That's what his family thinking, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to fuck you guys up. Don't worry, you guys are coming. And speaking of boards, Alex, you've always had a problem with your board. Seeing the, with the way they ended the transfer window and the situation at your club now, right now, um, Liverpool, have they been? I mean, there was this. Have there been moments this season where you thought, you know what, we still want these guys out? And I'm sorry to take it away from the main question, which is, you know, what mom, what what are your best moments this season? Yeah, in terms of FSG, I think the general consensus is that we still want them out because I think they, we still we still feel that they're the bare the minimum um, for to compete at the very top. It, it feels like they're happy with just top four, top six, as long as as long as was self-sustained, then they're good. But when you're, when you're competing with juggernauts and teams that are backed by by countries, the likes of CE, Newcastle, and other clubs that their owners actually put their hands in their own personal pockets, then it, it's tough. So yes, we still want FSG out, but it's, we, we're not going to do what United do and start boycotting games and thrashing stadiums. We're just, we're, we're classy. So yeah. So they go, they go. Uh, but in terms of moments of the season, for for me, uh, for the Premiership, I'll say is that Declan Rice, um, Arsenal, Man United. For Liverpool, it's definitely Darwin Nunes brace against Newcastle. Because if you remember, we were ten men. We had ten men, a player down. I think it was like ten minutes to go. Nunes equalized. Then like a minute to go, he bagged the winner, and the whole place just went crazy. So yeah, that was my moment of the season. But from from our Premiership box office standpoint definitely the Declan Rice goal against Man United you got already mentioned it Gana just got a few minutes before disallowed Declan Rice somewhat announced himself to the Arsenal faithful so yeah 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 I like that you agree with Pissar that's very very good Shola did you want to say something no not anymore don't worry uh, <laughs> I mean I'm speaking of um of Liverpool yeah you know some of the best goals that I saw this season um Diaz against Bournemouth. That little flick. Oh, beautiful. The ball line. Oh, my gosh. That was... I mean, he has looked so good this season. How you see him this season? I like him. I like him. I like I, I, I like the fact that he has he is adapted his game this season. Uh, I think towards the back end of last season, Liverpool fans' concern was that he was playing as a left winger and not left forward. So he would hold the touchline, he would run with the ball, then he would just pull it in or something. And we'll stay missing side of Mane because what Mane was giving us was that trust horse on the left hand side. Mane used to make those diagonal runs into the box. Somewhat same way in which Rashford last season was doing. 
So we needed more from that. We needed more from Diaz in terms of that, in terms of outputs. And this season, he has been doing that. He started from the very first game. Remember the first game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge? That slide rule pass from Salah and that penetrating diagonal run from Diaz. He's doing more and more of that, getting into the box because we know he can finish. We don't, we don't want him to do the whole flicks and tricks on the left. Start making those runs into the box and you will score. Because one thing we'll do is we'll create. We've got the likes of McAllister and Subosla in midfield now. And Salah wants to get into his own assist bag. So if, if Diaz can continue to make those runs into the box, he will score a lot of goals for us. All right, fair enough. And um, I know you mentioned Chelsea there, you know, and you mentioned that draw. And it's good, it's good to go back to that game. And uh, Habi, James, Ooh. he's injured again. He keeps getting injured. And he's such a big player for his, for Chelsea, both in attack and in defence. You know, I mean, the la- last thing we heard was that he had another minor injury. What's the situation now with James? Uh, we haven't had much. I think he, he had like a little relapse or so. I think he's major because he was meant to return after the break. But then there was some small needle or something like that. I mean, it's sad. No one wants that to happen, especially for an important player and captain too. And yeah, he's a big miss, but what can we do? At least we've got competent enough backup in Gusto. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, but this is becoming <laughs> something that happens every season. Do, do you guys even expect him to play games like that? Uh, I <laughs> felt he should have had maybe surgery this summer, but if he didn't, it's for reasons best known to him because it's really been a persistent injury. His hamstrings give way every time. I don't know. I just hope there's a permanent solution for that because he's a really big miss for us. Yeah, right, fair enough. And, um, Fisara, right now, I guess uh, we could talk to you here as well. Um, what is your moment of the season? Or your goal? You know, if you had a goal as well, you could give it to us. Whoa. Yeah, goal of the season for me, if we're talking just uh, pure brilliance, individual, not team goal, it's Bruno Fernandes against uh, Burnley. The pass, yeah. from, the pass from Evans... How he like makes the run of the defender, ball coming over his shoulder, hits it perfectly. Yeah, that's the goal of the season for me. If we're talking team goals, I think uh, Pascal Gross against Man United. The way they passed around them, pass, pass, pass. And then the final pass comes into Gross. How he just drops the shoulder and turns Martinez around. And then finishes it into the bottom corner. Yes, yeah. those two goals. Yeah, the butcher got chopped in that in that one. Yeah. The butcher <laughs> got chopped nicely. Chopped that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I always say the way this Fisayo answers questions. I don't know if you remember when you were in school and your teacher, you know, you get this exam, he tell ask you what is this, and you answer the question, but you now have to give examples. I see, like that. You say, "Sorry, the guy, the guy can give you a." You always say, "Show your workings." You yeah, exactly. Your workings. Show your workings. You ask that question, so I'll be sure you work it. All right, fair enough. I like that. I like that. I like that. And you know, that I actually like that as well. I actually like that um that goal as well. Um for um Fernandez, where um Evers, the player that again United don't actually want. But actually, no, sorry about that. They actually do want Evans because they brought him on in short term and uh 
was it a shot um, Shala, was it a short term contract you guys first brought him in on or what because the way I heard it was that he just came to help out but helping out turned out to be a big contract in, initially it turned out to he was just coming to be with us in preseason then they gave him a one year contract wow and then it's looking like a good decision to be honest right I mean to be honest all the games he started he's done naturally very well so um I'll be I'm actually like I have no you know I was obviously me and many fans were were against it because we're like we need a center back. It's not a 35 year old that we want, but he he's be done he's, to be fair, if we, if I'm being honest, he's probably been our best center back in season so fuck, far. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you want to say some more? Do you want to say some more? Yeah, like, no, no, no. Don't no, be so no, strong no, there. I like, agree. what's going on? <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I'm no, not sure because, I mean, because, because when you look at the Martinez, in my opinion, has been found out, and Varane is injury prone, and I think he's past his best. So the fact that they got Evans on a one year deal is it saved them. It's, it's, it's looking to be a smart decision because if not, you'd have been stuck with Lindelof and Maguire at the back. So let's, yeah, so far. There you go. Yeah. I like that. And uh, Abby, did you want to say, give us your your moments of the season before we leave? I, or did you already say one? I, I don't believe you did. Nope. Yeah, go on. Okay, I mean, so I have a couple, okay, moments of the season will be Liverpool winning against Newcastle. I mean, that was a spirited performance, like down to 10 against such a tough opposition as well, grinding out the win. So, yeah, that's my moment of the season. Then my goal of the season, because, I mean, people have been saying that, so I guess I should too, would be folding against um, Nottingham Forest. It was a 46-pass move, yeah. Then with Walker, cut back to Foden, volley that shit hole. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, a, great, was, that was a brilliant goal. Good one. Then, as a Chelsea fan, I mean, I have to throw it something. Mudrick getting his first goal for us. <laughs> very, very special something. I mean, it was a good goal, but <laughs> you could see the relief on everyone's faces. The fans, the players, even Mudrick himself. So, yeah. Top moments for me, too. The same guy that just that cost like 100 million, Abby. Since January. It's not 100 million. It's not my fault you guys are broke. Please, pay up. Or <laughs> Nigga, please. I was since January. I just go like they celebrate. Like we see. Uh, kill goats for the house. You guys kill goats for your house. If you paid up, if you paid up, you'd have been scoring in your chest, though. Oh, <laughs> please, I beg. Don't bring that Ukrainian bodybuilder. Don't bring that pay guy up, here, I beg. Pay up, pay up, pay up. Alright, man. So, again, thank you guys all for coming here on this Sunday to come here and just with guys. We appreciate you guys coming in. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, I guess I'll just come to everyone and say their bias, but since Chelsea are actually playing Arsenal next week, and that's the big game. Is there any other I don't think there's any other big game? I'll have to check. Yeah, there's Bright there's Brighton Man City. That be I said I said game. there's any other big game. And which one is Brighton Man City? I am talking that's a, that's, that's a big game. There's the murder yeah. side. I'm sorry. Thank you, Besar. There's a men's side derby. Oh, yeah, there's a men's side derby. Give out that one. Liverpool should be. You guys should be there. Where, where is it? Is that, is that smash a, everything. You guys should yeah, smash yeah. them. See, before we go, we you didn't let me mention something, right? One moment I enjoyed this season 
was Aston Villa absolutely smashing Brighton. Oh my God. I love every minute of it. I love every minute of it. Watkins was, ah, God, I hate that Brighton. I love person with it. I just, I hate that team. <laughs> actually, we actually didn't talk about Watkins. So that actually, you know, had a good season so far. Even though all his goals came like one game, or was it two? Was he scored in two games now, or is it one? I can't remember. Yeah, two, two, but he had, 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 had a hat trick and two assists in that game. I think he had scored. I thought he had scored four in the Premier. Is it just? Yeah, he scored four. Scored four. Yeah. No, oh, okay. All right. No worries. So before we leave, uh, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna go around whenever say their buys and then just get a prediction for. Chelsea versus Arsenal. I, I think let's just say that's the biggest game next weekend. Chelsea versus what? Arsenal. And I was well, so did you want to say something, Shola? No, no, go on, go on. Oh, I thought you were going to suggest Sheffield United versus United there. Just Alright, first I'll start off with 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 Abby. Abby, what you got? No, no, no. Come to me last. Come to me last. Start off the other. <laughs> You're about to pick. Ah, right, fair though. Uh, I'll go first. Three one Arsenal. Go on, Alex. I think. I think. Uh, when we had the last poll, I said Arsenal two one. But now I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a spanner on the works. I think one one. Ooh, one one. Interesting. Go on, Fisal. What about you? What you got? Um, I think I'll go Chelsea nil Arsenal two. Nice. Nice. Ah, uh, I feel like they'll get at least one goal because they have some pace in attack. You know, but they are wanks, so hopefully they won't get anything. So I like your prediction better. Uh, Shola, what about you? What what you got? I'm going for an upset. Chelsea two one. Chelsea two one. I hate to wear Shola this kind of rubbish. It's she likes it, so it's to be... <laughs> Chelsea nice, two yeah. one. So say so that. It's um... at the bridge. Yeah. Is that the bridge? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My God. Anyways, go on, Abby. Oh, Chelsea won zero. Uh-uh. Chelsea won zero. You think we we'll actually <laughs> score one goal? Uh-uh. You can't well, see me, but... That's a dress, my chair. You guys are really... You are really come with that fire. Let's go. What was the score again? One zero, right? One zero, yep. Ah, one more. That means the next one we do is going to be sweet. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be host like fire. Because I said three word about Jay. But one look, okay. Maybe <laughs> three okay. one, okay. Bold man. Uh, I see. Uh, okay. No, I'm coming to you that's you know. So that's I I I think you guys can because the last two times we met you there, you haven't met us at our best. But we still managed to, you know, to to we are over you guys. We've we won the last at our best last three times at the bridge. Sorry? We won the last three times at the bridge. Yeah, like to be honest, we beat Chelsea already, right? Like Chelsea are bitches right now. We've been beating them since for- when? This nigga. It's like the last few games you've collected now. Like you've literally been collected. Not just like, la- not know. just like I'm talking about at the bridge. Last three games at the bridge, we've beaten them. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, last three games now. Well, Demon, Demon. Even if you guys win, three one is a bit optimistic. How many teams? Right, have you fair enough, fair enough. How many okay, times have you scored okay, three goals this season? Okay, let's say this. Let's say this. Let's say this. We'll win. We'll win by. We'll have. We'll win by at least one. Well, we'll win. That's what happens when you win. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I, I can see why, but I'm telling you that at the bridge, we come alive. So it's all good. Chelsea, 2 1. 
There's more, more pockets. All right, everyone. Thank All you right. again. And good night. And goodbye. All right, peace yeah. and love. Peace and love. Blessings.